Hey, Goners. Shauna here from The Gone Girls. If you love The Gone Girls and want to hear more, please go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, The Gone Girls, and give us a five-star rating. Love you. The Gone Girls Podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls Podcast. The Gone Girls Podcast Show. What's up, everyone? Um, we are the Gone Girls. Wait, how do I start this again? All right, welcome to the Gone Girls podcast. I'm Ankara Martinez Savone. I'm Shauna Lane. Lane, this is I'm, and this is we are in Corinne Fisher's apartment right now with her cute dog, Sir Alfred Hitchcock. He's had a rough day. Oh, no. And he just decided he likes us. I know. I was like, I might have to put him away. No. No. (laughs) He's so so good right now. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're okay. I just was like, I just am like, oh, I don't want to step on everyone's podcast equipment. Oh, no. This whole thing (laughs) (laughs) that I don't even know. I'm like, uh, you're going to have to talk a little louder because I don't know how to adjust the volume. Okay. No problem. (laughs) I was like, I would help. How do you adjust your volume? You just talk louder in the mic. (laughs) I can do that. I can do that for sure. Awesome. Let's start the timer. All right. Oh, we gosh. are high tech here um, at the Gone Girls. Absolutely. Uh, so Corinne is very, very famous <laughs> for her podcast, um, Guys We Fucked. Nice. Fucked. Thank you for saying it. Sometimes Fucked. people will say bleeped. A lot of times men will feel uncomfortable saying it. I'm like, mm, you see, you don't seem to be uh, not that uncomfortable receiving it. So I don't really know. <laughs> no, you know, it's actually funny. Fuck men. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have a problem saying it. Um, I, I, it's just, I'm like a little nerdy with certain things. And it's funny because me and Shauna had a thing about this earlier because she wrote the sketch this week uh-huh. and the, the C word is in it. And I was like, and the way it was, Cunt. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Cunt. I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine with saying That's it on the so podcast. And I'm like, I, my, like. On Facebook Live, because that's when we do it. Uh-huh. I'm like that. Like my nieces and nephews are all going to be watching. Blah blah blah. blah and my parents and I'm like, Ugh. I'm just like so cringed out about it. I'm like, can we change it to like some other bad word or like something? Yeah. And I was like, we have a girl <laughs> know, on whose show is called "The Guys We Fucked," and yeah. you totally talk about. Everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, if also it says cunt on my website. Yeah, it says I writer, saw that. comedian, cunt, I know, and I my web designer, <laughs> who is like my personal close friend and a gay man. He's uh, he goes, "Are you sure that's not going to be off-putting to people?" And I go, "You know what? If they don't like the word cunt, then they're not going to work, work with me anyway." <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know what's interesting? So now that like I think about it, you know, it's just really like. I don't have a problem with bad words. I just like the context of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We don't but like you can take control over certain words. <laughs> but we should. Huh? We don't use cunt a lot Let's in America. Let's bring it back. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I find, I love that You word. say it a lot. Well, and I honestly, I was like, I can't believe I didn't write a sketch before this that didn't have cunt in it. Already. Right. Yeah. You say cunty a lot. You're like, oh, this is very cunty. <laughs> oh, well, cunty is great. And that's not even offensive. Yeah. <laughs> people are weird about it, though. I have a joke um, where in which I actually call myself a cunt and people get yeah. offended. I'm like, guys, you don't even know me. I am one. I promise you. It's the proper word. <laughs> which is funny because you're naming yourself, though, right? Yeah. It's not like you're saying, yeah, you're like, like, I can't. Like, I to someone in the audience, like, you're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could say it because it's about you. Yeah. That's what I, that's what you would think. But, pe- like, it's, it's a weird, like, in this, um, um, climate, you really can't even be mean to yourself. People get yeah. upset about it, especially like young women who is 
who are my main demographic. Yeah. It's very strange. Very huh. strange. <laughs> can't me- be mean to yourself who can you be mean to i tried to explain that theory <laughs> to them i'm, I'm working on it i'm working on it <laughs> oh my gosh it's so funny i love self-deprecation so i'm like guys you're i'm gonna be out of a job if you don't start seriously start getting on board with this comedy 101 <laughs> yourself to shreds right exactly right? um so how long have you had that podcast for? Um, it's been like four, four and a half years at this point. Wow. Yeah. So I, I did some research. So you started in 2013 at the end e- of it. Yeah. At the end of 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. When did you really start getting like heat? Um, <laughs> about six months. You can just say it. No, it's fine. <laughs> about, oh. six, about six months in, I would say. You probably... <laughs> Oh, it's so he's cute. Fine. I'm so happy he's happy. It's great. <laughs> I'm like, Alfred just came and chewed a bone right next to the recorder. <laughs> he's that's, fine. Because well, that's, that's not on. It's just the I, That's what I was realized. I was yeah. like, we're fine. We're feeding yeah, we're into good. it. Yeah, but about like five, six months in, like pretty quickly. Oh, wow. Um, just because there were some, like a couple of reporters um, who just happened to pick up on this story. One who I knew, and he like worked for the Daily Beast. And he, when I told him about the idea, like just as a friend, not yeah. trying to get an article, he was like, oh my God, that's a great, He's idea. like, that's a great concept. Can I have an exclusive on oh. it? And I like laughed to myself when he said exclusive. I was like, yeah, sure, Rich. You can have an exclusive on my hot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wrote it and it ended up being like featured in the email for the Daily Beast that day. I got a manager out of that. Like oh. a manager, my manager still to this day emailed me like via my cunt website <laughs> and was like oh, I mean, you already had the cunt website yeah i was oh. like you guys are doing something like really special and um yeah and then he was like do you want to work together i was like yes please <laughs> it was just weird because it's like when you comedy is so many years of just like believing in yourself yeah like maxing out that Constantly. that feeling yeah i don't Ups even get down. to that point <laughs> <laughs> i don't even get to that place it's you just have to i feel like feel like you have to have like just this blind faith in yourself and yeah. christina and I, I we did have that like we just like we're like we can do this and we know we can and we just kept doing different stuff but it's funny guys we fucked we weren't trying to be famous i was just sad as fuck over a breakup yeah and oh. and so that was the impetus for that oh. and christina got on board and she was like let's talk about slut shaming and and then because it was kind of like a social experiment we wanted to do where we talked to guys that we had slept with um which is and so if we could learn things about ourselves like it was yeah you know that was the that was the main concept which we have now deviated from a bit but we still go back and do those kind of authentic episodes every now and again so many questions (laughs) so like i don't even know where to begin my brain is like it's so interesting when i listen to your podcast i'm like this is like you know like your girlfriends like this is what girls talk about right yeah but for so long and i'm like okay i'm for so long i'm like i don't want guys to know what we're talking about because (laughs) they'll use it against us you know what i mean like with certain things Uh uh-huh i don't know i'm just like picky with certain things i'm like i'll tell my girlfriends every single thing because i think that they should know and learn and be safe and like all that kind of stuff but like sometimes putting information that they don't need to know in their hands. I, feel, I don't want to give men that power. I understand men, what you mean. But like, are like what kinds of stuff? Cause I was like, and if anything, like I feel like it's helped like the men who listen are like better at like, definitely like pleasing people sexually mm-hmm. and then kind of just like understanding where women are coming from. Kind of like one of the things is like, we don't, 
it's like we can we ha- we can ask for things that we want done in a relationship but like we don't want to have to ask right i always think of that scene in the breakup with vince vaughn and jennifer aniston um i don't know i think it's like well there's like the lemon scene where she's like baby wanted 12 lemons and he brings home four it's just like you have to listen and like do what we ask (laughs) like yeah women are pretty clear a lot of times with the things that we want but i feel like we have to spell it out so specifically and it's frustrating i also think that women are afraid to ask men for stuff because they're afraid that if they ask them the guy's gonna be like no you suck you want something i'm out of here right like well it's a constant theme of like women just kind of always like being in the way even in society where we are constantly apologizing even for like our physical presence in spaces yeah oh yeah and even i like i'm pretty like i'm pretty over like I, I've never been like, like any of those ways because because my mom is a fucking warrior a princess. But um, <laughs> I uh, but even I like find myself like just saying sorry as kind of like a colloquialism or something, and I don't need to be saying it ever. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's I mean, true. if I do something bad, I should just say it. But it, only if you mean it, though, to a friend. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. But just like yeah, being sorry for like being in the way a lot is a thing, and which is so silly. It's weird. Yeah. Did you ever see that a sketch Amy Schumer did on um, Inside Amy Schumer? And it's just all the women at they are they're at like a I don't know some sort of seminar or yes. something, and they're all they're all saying sorry, and they just keep saying sorry, and everyone's saying sorry. I didn't see that sketch. It's funny. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mike Vecchione comes on, and <laughs> and like someone gets burned he burns someone or something yeah there is someone like is i feel like i remember someone like melting or something yeah yeah, and then they're saying sorry for getting burned just for (laughs) existing just for existing as a woman and being there to get burned sorry yeah 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 Yeah, (laughs) that's so funny all right we're gonna start with the question did you see did you read the email yeah uh several weeks ago so (laughs) i've now freshly forgotten but it's good i feel like i'm better off the cuff anyway okay okay awesome all right so what are some of the things that you find difficult in life difficult in life um having fun is my is my number one thing that i have trouble with i know that sounds like like crazy but i really i haven't had fun in years really yeah like i i have um I like don't I can't just like hang out with someone if we're not doing something productive. Like oh, even after you this, need, like, like an activity. Like yeah, I mean I have to either be getting like either I'm like like it, we can do something active and then I'm getting like I'm working out so that it's productive. I mean like oh that's why I, I drink. That's the only time I can like kind of relax is when I drink, which is why I like to drink a lot because oh. then I don't think about productivity as much. Oh. <laughs> but like um or like that's why I got into psychedelics actually because like that's the <laughs> I have to fit like. Have, That's fun. <laughs> I have to have need help like living in the moment. It's a real issue. Oh. I can't do it because I'm always like so worried about like the next thing and like is this helping me towards my next goal? It's like mania. It's not well, good. When's your birthday? Sorry. September 29th. So you're a what? Libra. Libra. Okay. Yeah, pretty close to Virgo, but I'm a Libra. Oh, but you have a lot of energy. What is that? Well, I wonder what that energy is. Mm, uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I hang out with a lot of Pisces, according to Rosebud Baker. <laughs> so I uh, but yeah, I mean, Libra is balanced and I am actually pretty balanced. And like I would say I'm one of the more um, mentally stable comedians. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. By Lance. <laughs> I mean, that's not anything to brag about. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. Mm, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just like. 
I well, I have a, I like because my main thing is like I have obsessive compulsive disorder, and I think that's part of like my oh, obsession. Like energy. I have true like obsession with like working because I would be I hang out with a lot of addicts too. I gravitate towards them. Yeah. Um, but it's because I have an addictive personality. I just don't use it with drugs or alcohol. Like oh, I, you're like a workaholic. Yeah, like a workaholic. Ah, I have okay, a food addiction it. a little bit, okay. um, which I like try to maintain. But yeah, and because I'm just like I'm. I'm I, I would never get addicted to drugs or alcohol because I'm just too hard on myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be productive. What so. kind of psychedelics do you like? Um, I've done like ever, I've done like up, I've smoked DMT out of a meth pipe. DMT, so. oh. yeah. Wait, DMT is I don't know anything about. Um, so it's like I would say it's in steps. I mean, like Molly is not really like a psychedelic, but I would say it's like in the family as far as the feelings. Then <laughs> much. <laughs> Well, yeah, and like Molly is just euf- pure euphoria the entire time, but you can only do Molly like I mean, people have done it a lot. I would only I would max out like ten times in my life because it puts holes in your brain. And like, see, that's why I'm so Ugh. concerned about stuff like that. Like, ah, uh, yeah, you're I like, do. You research. could never get off. You could never like go off the rails because you're concerned about the consequences. I'm so concerned. And then yeah, then I've uh, mushrooms, and then there's acid. Uh, and then after that, when you're, when you're bored with all those things, yeah, you can smoke DMT out of a meth pipe, uh, which is, that is the cold medicine stuff. No, it's basically what your brain releases when you die. Joe oh, Rogan has a documentary what? on it. If you're interested in doing it on Netflix, which I I studied for no joke two months before I did DMT. No one's knock on wood ever died doing it, and they've done studies like contained studies in hospitals. Um, but it's just, you have to be really comfortable, um, because it's really scary. Like everyone around you will start to melt and you'll kind of leave your body. So if you're not fully prepared for what's about to happen, you'll freak out. Like even as a semi-experienced drug user, I was like, I still was like, I I was, it's, I still panicked a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause like, as, I knew this was going to happen, but I don't like it. Yeah. Oh my God. You have to be pretty calm. You have to be like at a good place with yourself. Um, but yeah, it only lasts for 15 minutes, but yeah, I mean, like I went to another unit. I was like, worth it. Uh, was it worth oh, it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh. I didn't even fully like break through, which is what they call it. Um, cause usually like, you should be able to like kind of see your body like floating above it. I just oh went God. to like an Egyptian dance party and then I kept <laughs> asking everyone. I was like, guys, when am I going to break through? <laughs> and they were like, no, it's not time yet. So were I got to like do this? it again. Were they like those kind of Egyptian Yeah. People? Yeah. Like really? hieroglyphics, like that came to life. There was flying dogs there, which I'm guessing was in inspired by Alfred. There was little uh, black dogs with wings flying around. But they around. do have flying dogs, don't they? The yes, Egyptian? but the Egyptians do have flying dogs yeah. too. So it was like it was like Alfred's face, but like the Egyptian dogs. It's like he kind of come to the party with me. It was it was crazy. First person I texted was Mike Cannon after I did it. I was oh my like, gosh. gotta let you know. Oh my gosh. Uh, so what kind of hangover does that come with? That came with no, that came with no hangover. Really? Acid lasts for, I mean, for me, it lasts almost like 12 hours. Oh my gosh. Like eight to 12 hours, I would say, if I do like one hit. And so I just have, it's just like you flew to Japan. You, you have just have, I have, I call it like jet lag <laughs> wow. the next day. Like I, you have, you need an entire weekend. Um, or at least that's how my body reacts to do acid because you're so tired the next day. Mushrooms oh my were my favorite. Yeah. Mushrooms is much easier. Like, like mushrooms I've done, like I've showed up at a party with mushrooms and done them without like planning to do it. 
um, because, but I would never do, I would never just do a tab of acid if I hadn't yeah. planned on doing oh it. My gosh. I could yeah. never do anything for, I could never do anything for 12 hours except maybe sleep. That's it. Like yeah. drinking for four hours <laughs> is enough for me. And yeah. I'm good. Like I, the idea of doing Eight all those hours. Drugs, I know. Like it's just too, it's so intense for me. And like, yeah. I'm so sensitive anyway. Like drinking is enough. Like I, I get messed up on drinking enough. Have, you've yeah. never done any psychedelics? Like, no. to see nothing? No, never. Coke? I like no, never. Is Coke a psychedelic. You know what? I'm scared <laughs> that my brain's gonna like switch from like I'm I'm like that girl that was like, I'm that one percent that gets pregnant from the first time having <laughs> sex. So like I'm never gonna do that because I'm like one percent chance that I'm gonna like go insane from a hit of acid or whatever, blah blah blah. Because it, it like runs in my family. Juice, whatever that store that urban legend is about the guy that turned into a glass of orange juice. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that would happen to me. Yeah, you have to and that's it's good that you know that about yourself because yeah. like you tr- you get trapped in your own head no. for that long and i know so i'm I always, already trapped in my head i'm like yeah. no i always tell Aww. that to people i'm like you gotta be in like a great i like actually don't even recommend anyone under like the age of 30 do psychedelics because i think yeah. i like i just you need to like really really deeply like know yourself yeah, no. and if you don't mm, you'll find out some stuff oh, some God. it helps some people though it's yeah. helped i know a guy who had helped him like get over some of his uh like ocd rituals and obsessions really? and stuff yeah like it just went away. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, like not didn't fully, up. but like yeah. I, he has a whole show about it. Um, Adam Strauss is his name. He's a comedian as well, and he just really like it was. It was just uh, like a kind of a natural. I don't know if you can call it that. A yeah, natural yeah. remedy or an alternative remedy, oh. perhaps. Oh. But yeah, and that's. I mean, it's not. He's not the only one. There's like books and stuff about that, but. I'm very fascinated by the whole thing because I'm like was anti drugs for decades. Really, like, never did smoked pot. Ne- I still never have done cocaine because I think that's a bad idea for me. I know I would, I would be like, oh, I can get so much stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes, I want to try yeah. that. Oh, that's but. interesting. So you you weren't big on pot or and no coke ever. Pot has no effect on me. I have some kind of a THC block. Really? I've tried. Rebecca Trent couldn't get me high. Rebecca Trent can't get you high. I think that's pretty much wow. Just throw in the towel. Um, How many times have you tried? Because you know. Like, a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can do like an edible will work, but I just like smoking it. And people are like, "Well, maybe you you aren't smoking right." But <laughs> when I did DMT, you have to inhale it the same way. So I was like, "Well, I know I know how to inhale, yeah, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do that." Right. So that's like your theory. I like talk to people <laughs> in um like you know official dispensaries in Denver. Yeah. And because I, I was like, I think I just have a THC block, and Maybe. they were like, Yeah, you can, you absolutely can. Because wow. I, I just was like, oh. I need to get this okayed by someone who knows what they're talking about, not just a bunch of dumb, <laughs> yeah, stoners. They're like, Why aren't you getting yeah. stoned? Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe I maxed myself out too hard and then everyone and then my body was like, pop, what's this? Are yeah, you, a baby? you can't backtrack. Are you a baby? Girl? Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. What's the milk? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pretty so much. Funny. Pretty much. OK. <laughs> um, all right. So what's your biggest fear and why? Um, it, that is, it's, it's just like a common like failure. That's yeah. It's uh, it used to be clowns and um, rape, but oh. now I mean, rape still isn't rape good. Rape from a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, there was that thing when they were promoting a movie a while back, and they like sent clowns into like the woods to scare people as like a promotional <laughs> tactic, and every thought one thought it was real, and I was like, that is a terrifying, yeah, no thanks. promotional tactic. <sighs> I don't know why you would do that to anyone, but I would, f- I would lose my shit. 
Clowns oh are God. terrifying. Did you have something happen when you were younger? Or you just like in or like a scary movie that you know what I mean? I think it's I, I think it's probably like a I yeah, I do watch too many movies. I mean, even that scene, like going back to like Pee-wee's great uh, big adventure, uh <laughs> when, when the clowns take his bike, I'm like, this is horrific. This is, <laughs> who is this for? Why? I just yeah, I don't like their faces. I don't like the kind of like forced hysterical happiness that clowns have. And they're painted. Creepy. So yeah. they could be anything under there. Yeah, they're usually like a weird old man when you take the mask uh, when you take the paint off the face like mm, I just don't trust them I don't like it because I don't think anyone's that happy so then they're just deeply sad and you can't trust those people what yeah. about the weird. circus? How do you feel about the circus? I actually love the circus, which oh. is funny. Yeah, I love the circus, just not the clown part. Mm. That's so funny. But do you um so you have your pod do you love out of like all the portals that you do, like stand up, you have your podcast. Do you act also? Or you do sketches and stuff? Yeah, right? I act. I I mean I'm I'm a trained actor. I studied acting for many years. That was not my like I have a BFA in filmmaking, so that was not okay. like what I went to college for. But Oh wow. Um in college, yeah, I was studying to be a director. Um and so I went to SVA and they're very big into that you need to know how to act as well. But even before right. that, I've done like thirty two plays. Like oh, wow, okay. Uh I was very like into straight plays in high school and I would go to like acting summer camp um <laughs> nice. study with spike lee's sister joie yeah uh awesome. but yeah so i'm i'm into all that kind of stuff any kind of performance yeah except for dancing because that's for everyone else's sake you don't want to see me do that uh-oh <laughs> it's, not <good. laughs> it's not good are you a singer can you sing uh oh yeah i can't do that either i mean i have like i've had solos in that i won't i won't hurt your ears but right. there are you know we live in new york city there are much better yeah singers that you can have access to <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just very mediocre. <laughs> yeah. And so would you say stand-up is your favorite portal? Yes, absolutely, by a landslide. Stand-up's the reason I wake up in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's and it's great. And like, because everyone thinks of me as like a podcaster, and that's great. Well, that's and I just love, what you're known for. But yeah. like, right, that's what. Yeah, I love it. But it's like that's that's more basically just like if you're a junkie, like that's really how I get like my fix of doing more stand up. Yeah, it's like the, the podcast. talking more, talking, and then also just like it's a great way to get your name out there so that people want to see you do stand up in yeah. the town. It's all back to this getting the stand up. How can I get more stand up? Uh. I'm a nutcase. I'll do like I did like 15 shows last week. Like I just like can't stop. Really? <laughs> what, how? how did, where did you first do it? Where did you first do stand up? Well, the very first time I did stand up, I was like 16 or 17 years old, oh, and wow. there was a contest. I think run by the people who did like Last Comic Standing uh, at some random hotel in New York City. <laughs> I must have been 17 because I had just moved to school to, to New York for college. So I was 17. But like because I wasn't 18, my mom had to like come in. She took the train in just to like sign the paperwork Aww. off. <laughs> and there was some random p- person there. I don't even want like maybe it was even like Kath- Kathleen Madigan of someone that that level. I didn't I like that Kathleen Madigan didn't mean what she means to me now right. when I was 17 because I just wasn't as well versed in stand up yeah. but I like I spotted some people from last comic standing there and I was like oh my god there's this <sighs> one woman like Randy from stand um from last comic standing <laughs> who used to do this thing where she would tie a thong in her hair and that was like a big thing <laughs> and I spotted her and I was and I like freaked out and she was Jennifer Amiston. <laughs> oh my god. Where's the yeah. thong? Yeah. Find my thong. <laughs> yeah. And so I just stand up at there that I had like written down on like a legal pad just like I don't even know how I learned. I guess I had listened to Jerry Seinfeld's I'm telling you for the last time just a bunch of times and then created my own 
stand-up set based on those techniques. It wasn't terrible. I, I got some laughs, so I yeah. always say, well, I didn't bomb on my yeah. first time. So, And then it would be many years until I tried again. I think I didn't try stand-up again until I was like 25. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Just because I had no... It didn't take because when when unless you have had a very, very probably bad childhood right. when you're 17 you do not have material yeah. you don't really have life experience that everybody yeah. can connect to exactly so Your i needed to go through some stuff in my life um yeah. to really get that out there and new york city did this so oh, oh slap yeah me right in the face yeah. so that's and a good amount of time to be yeah. in the city yeah and young <laughs> and going to college i can imagine you getting kicked yeah hard new york city times. raised me for yeah. sure i always say like my parents raised me up in until 17 and then New York City took over and they think I think they did a good job but is you know some growing pains oh yeah for sure still growing (laughs) yeah every day so when you were 25 you did it again and then you got bit by the bug and you just took off yeah pretty quickly like I had been I graduated from college and then you know regular age 21 and then started taking classes at UCB Basically, because my friends and I had started going in college because we're like, oh, my God, there's like we couldn't afford movies. But there's this theater where like you can get three dollar PBRs and it's five dollars to see a show. And it's really kind of weird. And I went to art school. So all my friends were pretty weird. And um, we started going there. And then I realized I could take classes. And this was before UCB had kind of exploded. So um, I got in right like as it was getting really hot. And uh, I wish I'm always like, oh, I wish I had gotten in earlier because then yeah. I would have gotten on a house team. But yeah. I think everything worked out OK. And I just finished the entire course there, then did like a one woman show um, about stalking. Really? And then I did stand up. Someone came up to me and were like, oh, I loved your stand up. And I was like, oh, that was storytelling. That wasn't stand up. And they're like, you should do stand up. And I kind of, this just this so guy named Jack. did you take storytelling yeah. classes at UCB and then did your one woman show or you just wanted to do one woman I show? never took storytelling classes. I kind of started doing storytelling shows on the side okay. with this guy named David Crabb who has worked on The Risk with Kelvin Allison. He's won The Moth several times, wrote a book, had a wow. big play. He's just great. And I was like, I knew I wanted him to direct it. So I wrote this show. And I think I wrote a good show, and then he made it a great show. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was just about, like, I just wanted to write a one-woman show. Well, I think, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Me and Rosebud didn't know each other, but we were on the same reality TV show. Really? Uh-huh. And they wanted <laughs> to, like, follow my comedy career. So they basically were like, can you write a show? And I wanted to always write a show anyway. So I was like, you know what? Now's the time. And now I have a, like something to push me a deadline. Um, and the yeah. re- I, we ended up getting fired. I did. Rosebud stayed on. I got fired from the reality show. Aww. But, uh, and I thought, I was like, oh my God, this is the end of my career. <laughs> yeah. Reality TV. Because yeah. Like- but it was, it was fine. Everything ended up to be okay. <laughs> so you did all that improv and then you were like, this isn't for me. Well, I feel like I had plateaued. I'm really glad I did it. I got what I need to get out of it. I feel like it's great. It helped me with, uh, be kind of ahead of the curve with crowd work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just good for someone who's a little bit more introverted like myself just to be thrown into situations and have yeah. to learn how to react. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw people and I was at the time dating a really, really fantastic improviser who was like kind of just <laughs> one of the stars and I saw what he was doing and I just knew myself well enough to be like I'm never going to be able to see in a scene what he sees in a scene um yeah. so maybe this isn't for me and also improvisers are more like actor personality and mm-hmm. like that's not also not for me oh. I'm like introver- introverted more like I prefer depressed people like <laughs> they're too happy they're too people pleasy I can't can't be around that <laughs> so funny I uh 
I teeter between like both. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. I mean, like, because I think it's like, I think this is like the dark and light of my personality. Like, yeah. I love being around improvisers because they're so positive and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm doing a lot at the pit right now. And I love it. But then sometimes I'm like, it's too much. Like, I just need to like, <laughs> I can't like, do, I don't want to be as friendly. Like, I just want to go in and like, but at the same time, I need to be pushed into things. And I like being pushed into things yeah. because it forces me to get out of my head. Yeah. But personality wise yeah like I I feel like I I mean like my first job was at the comic strip live that's how I met Shauna mm-hmm. I mean I just natural I was like these are my people right you know what I mean like I was like uh, we all talk the same language it's just easy yeah. peasy but then at the same time I'm like I don't need all this negativity or all this truth it's a little too much <laughs> truth I need to go back to like yeah non-reality. I just usually hang out with myself because even though like I run sad I'm not I'm not like what I would call clinically depressed. So I just, <laughs> and I, I keep telling myself that, but I'm like, I, my best friend is actually a psychologist. So I just like keep him on watch. I'm like, if things ever seem to get too much, you let me know. And he's like, he'll always like check in with me. He's like, no, he's, you know, cause I think it's like some people just do run sad yeah. and have like this obsession as a side, like make sure you're happy, be happy, have yeah. a choice. But it's just like some people just run sad and that's yeah. okay. That doesn't mean necessarily mean you need to be medicated. Yeah. We're like, we're we're also like I feel like like uh, overzealous with like the medication, mm-hmm. but that's also because I'm like paranoid now because I worked on um, I was an intern on Michael Moore's Sicko, yeah. so I feel like I'm like now I don't trust the I don't trust medication. the medicine. It's hard to trust the, the corporations. Yeah, especially how they make so much money. Yeah, and it's really yeah yeah you take one thing you need another you need another right because it's like you know they have the power to make like just heal us and they're not they're just keeping right that's going. what i think that's what i think for sure 100%. yeah that's why like i teeter i'm like i don't know like yes i'm not gonna tell someone not to take medication if it really helps them of course you know what i mean but at the same like i don't want to be i've just been who i am since i was 15 and sometimes i'm, neg- I'm negative or mm-hmm. you know like sad or whatever and there's nothing wrong with me sometimes i just need to cry for a day and then i'm <laughs> fine i don't right. want to like hold it in i just want to like yeah let it out and like cry there's nothing wrong with it because i'm like okay i'm like you're not actually healing anything with medication i mean it's not like you went to like a therapist and you talked through your problems yeah I mean, you can doing no doing you're those just things in conjunction. You're, banned, you're like pushing it down more yeah i, I mean it depends i mean obviously there's things Unless like you get, where like, you talk, really yeah. need like you know, I have a friend who's bipolar, and if he doesn't take oh, well, his lithium, different. you know, he's yeah. gonna jump off a yeah. roof. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Can't do that. Don't want to do that. There's <laughs> definitely people like that. Yeah, it's just you have to know yourself, and I feel like I, that's just I just spend a lot of time like getting to know myself, and I feel like pretty comfortable now with like even yeah. like I can feel like in my body like, am I okay? Is mm-hmm. something wrong? Like I know, yeah. I figured out. Do you get a lot of alone time? Do you need a lot of alone time? Yeah, so that's why I was such a like a, I was in such a race to live alone. Um, basically, like as soon as I turned thirty, I was like, it's time. Like I got I got to go. Like I knew yeah. I was saving up money, nickeling and diming everything. Stayed at my day job a lot longer than I probably needed to. Once we started uh, making money from guys we fucked, just because I was like, I just have to make this work this yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I love. Even in, like, relationships, I need a lot of alone me time. Me too. Yeah, me too. Like, a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like, really don't you get sad? I'm like, no. Especially <laughs> now that I have a dog. Like, a dog is the perfect in-between for me. I don't between. get yeah, sad I when I'm alone. I, I, no. I'm I happy because I can hear my own thoughts when I'm alone. Yeah. I'm, like, relaxed. That I'm, when I'm around people, yeah. I'm constantly, like, are you okay? You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's like a nerve. Like, just even being in the same room with Emilio, sometimes I'm like, just <laughs> stop breathing, please. I know. It's terrible. And he's so positive. So, too positive. I know. (laughs) I'm like, it's okay. I'm fine. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. 
My, I feel like it's good though for to be for a me, positive yeah, is, person. Yeah, yeah it is I good. I need that. it. <laughs> my therapist is. I always tell on car. My therapist is always telling me how I need alone time. Yeah, it's just how I'm made up. Yeah, I just need to be I alone. Anything wrong Do you with take it. that time though? Oh, oh hell okay. yeah. Okay, good. I have to. Good. I, I have to, and I have to meditate every day. Like, not I'm only do I need impressed. to be alone, I need to be alone with myself. Yeah, <laughs> I have to be inside my special place. That's yeah. great. I probably need to meditate, but it's like I just for me to like sit for like fifteen minutes is like. I need. I was trying to watch the Gary Shaling documentary to like get into. Oh, I heard it. So oh, good. I loved it. Yeah, you'll, you'll you might you might cry for like a day after, but because it's like it's bittersweet in a lot of ways. But I did. I spiraled for like a day after that. Uh, but it, and then I came out higher on the other side. So, so I cry when things happen. So I watched it and I cried. And I also cry when people sing, people <laughs> dance. I just like cry. I'm just like. <laughs> God. You're like, very in touch with art. I I get so moved. It's and it's so funny. Everybody, my dad, my mom. No, not my mom. She's a heart of ice. My Me dad, too. My mom too. My dad cries and my really? sisters and I cry. Well, commercials, commercials come on. I'm oh, like, I cry oh. commercials a lot. I'm not oh, even my. very emotional, but I cry commercials oh, nonstop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or even if like something inspiring happens, I start crying. Or like if someone over accomplished, like like accomplishes something so small, I'm like, oh, they did it. Like I'm just like. <laughs> Like I feel it. I'm like I feel the knot in my throat. I'm like they've been waiting for it for so long. That's so nice, though. That's good. People think I'm sad. I'm like it's not sad. It's good. It's yeah, like I moved. feel it. Yeah. I moved. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for understanding me. Thank you for. Uh, <laughs> I'm forgetting the word. <laughs> what word? Well, I have a, oh I have a theory God. that, like, if you don't cry out, like, at one piece of dog based internet content per day, <laughs> oh you're like gosh. a soulless person. Right? Like, I just, like, go through. I, 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 like, make myself cry sometimes. I follow all these, like, really sad animal shelters <laughs> where they, like, Sarah McLaughlin you every oh, night. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, Those yeah. commercials kill me. No way I do it. Oh. I, I do that. I do that with like uh survival stuff uh-huh. amelia will be like why are you watching this thing about like uh like uh, like just about like this girl got trapped in a car and she was gonna get murdered or whatever he's like this is so mm-hmm. dark i'm like i'm learning stories. yeah what if it happens to me i'm yeah. like i don't know why i yeah, love the survival thing he's like this is depressing i'm like this is life it could happen right well that was my theory when i watched an isis video one time oh and then no oh. for two weeks i like couldn't eat meat and i was oh, scarred God. like i mean it was wow i really don't suggest that because that was my theory i was like yeah this person went through this pain right and we should see this and see what these people are doing yeah and then i watched it and i was like oh no i could have just imagined that yeah I just imagined yeah, that. yeah yeah i didn't really didn't need to see that oh yeah my yeah God. yeah i had like a i had like a little goth friend at my day job for a while and uh <laughs> we went we went off you the, went off off the trails i definitely did in my 20s <laughs> and then I, I realized my boundaries i was like oh yeah i'm good with that yeah. you know being things supportive, i think is the word i was looking for you were being supportive of her um, emotions yeah yeah oh will God, you put will you brain. cry if i cry because that's real support okay sometimes i do yeah Good. people have are having a really bad breakup and start crying i really your can't mom has it. a heart of ice i, I don't know that seems mad she like she is a very like, like nice tough. person she volunteers a lot but yeah she's fucking tough as yeah ball. like she's i'm from jersey city and she's just yeah she's very a very tough lady ah. but i'm really glad like my mom did like a fantastic job my dad is great my dad's where all my humor comes from mm-hmm. but like my mom like set me up with a personality that is like pretty impenetrable <laughs> and i didn't realize tough cookie. but like she raised you as a tough girl huh it's just yeah it's weird awesome. and like also just like to like 
a lot of things like were never addressed as far as like, like looking cute and stuff in my house. And I feel like that's why I have a really high level of self-confidence because it's just like, I just never even thought about those things. Like I learned about them on myself from like other girls and obviously stuff. And I I love dressing up and I love makeup and, but it's just like, was never, we were almost like kind of made fun of if we like made, spent too much time about like doing makeup or something in the house. Like there's other things that you could be accomplishing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that because you know, the entertainment business is now constantly keeping me on track of (laughs) everything. I'm like, here's mascara again. Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, I can go out without mascara. It's fine. <laughs> no one's going to know where my eyelashes are. <laughs> and I don't even How have will eyelashes. they know when my eyes are closing? I don't closing. have eyelashes anymore, eyebrows, and my hair is growing back in white. I Wait. went through chemo. And so. Oh. so I was I, like, your hair looks beautiful. <laughs> it's not mine. And I got it washed last week. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's a wig, but it's real hair. Well, so it looks really good. That's what's fantastic. It looks really good. But can you see right here, like where the hair is uh-huh. growing back? Okay. So I can't put my hair behind my ear. I'll have little white sideburns. <laughs> I think it's hot. Yeah, I was like, it looks. You think it's hot? It, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> Rock the pixie cut. Is it long? Is it long enough to do pixie now? It's. You want to see it for summer see look? It, yeah. you do a summer look. Oh, that's good. Oh my it's god, the cute. color is crazy. It, wow, well, it's so cute. I like. I like it. I mean, Thanks. that's very in right now. Oh. There's a timer. Oh. Okay, wait. Uh, oh, is this? Does, do you like time it? And then you have. We do have to do yeah. something. No, it's not yeah. like we have to. It's just oh. so we know. We all uh. take off our clothes. Oh, all right, okay. now Crazy. it's the stripping part of the podcast. <laughs> Alfred's like, it's time to wake up. It's time, time to, wake to get up. naked, Alfred. <laughs> I guess he thought that I thought he thought the buzzer was on your lap time. <laughs> Pavlovian. <laughs> um, Alfred. <laughs> okay. Have you conquered any fears? Conquered. Um, I mean, I used to have terrible stage fright. So just me too. Yeah, that I know. Oh, yeah, you talked about you that did? at the QED. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Real bad. I mean, I would like <gasps> for how long? For in, every time I did a play in high school, for sure. Definitely the first year of getting up on stage um, for stand-up. Like, I just would feel nauseous. Sometimes even now, like, for a show that I really care about, like, you won't notice it if you're watching, but, like, I'll swallow real hard probably, and, like, I can hear it. I think it sounds so <laughs> loud. Yeah. And like my heart will skip a beat and I'm like, okay, we just got to get on track. And like, once you get the first laugh, I'm usually fine. Like once you get that first laugh, you're like, yeah. okay, I can do this. But um, yeah. And it's weird because like, I don't care about what other people think, but I care so much about like succeeding myself. Yeah. Like being proud of yourself of yeah. like following through on what you intended. Yeah. And it's also like, I know I can do it. So it's like, if I didn't do it, I just fucked up something. Yeah. Like, cause I know I have it in me. So if I didn't do it, like I fell short in some way. You're like, what did I do? What yeah. could have I done? Yeah. Are you able to let things go or do you like obsess about it afterwards? Mm, it depends. I don't obsess over bombs, which I know is like okay. a common thing for comedians. No, like, can't. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Even like I'm constantly fucking up auditions and stuff. It's yeah. like, okay, well, let's just take notes and like figure out how I can do this better the next time. Like I've even like <laughs> one time I was like, let me take a shot before I do this audition. Oh my God. And it actually really did help um, with the relaxing. <laughs> I still didn't do a good job, but. Are you um, able to drink on stage or drink while before uh, while you're on stage now? I don't unless it's like a show yeah. that I run because I'm like, it's my job. You wouldn't go right. to your work, your work drunk. Yeah. So I don't 
um, it also interferes with timing. I've had a lot of like long yeah. talks with Harrison Greenbaum about like how it affects your frontal lobe and and yeah. timing because he's kind of like my comedy, yeah, my comedy but he's instructor not in New York right now. Is he? I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, he is. He just well, he was in LA for a hot was. second because he oh. taped Conan. But he's he's okay. he's always on the road and stuff. But and he was on an Australian tour for a while. But he's back now. Australia. I actually almost text right now, but no. I didn't respond. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> drink anymore. But when I did, I completely and then when I drank on stage I felt completely disconnected from the audience yeah and I either thought I was killing mm-hmm. and I wasn't yeah or I thought I was bombing and I was okay <laughs> until I was so awkward that they were like okay yeah I guess you do suck you know right right it was awful yeah, yeah. it's not yeah I was like I can do it and then also like I just never want to be like funnier when I'm drunk which I think is a pattern that a lot yeah. of comedians uh. fall into so I have to be careful about that yeah okay so we're gonna do our yeah. um so we do uh each week, one of us writes a sketch. Oh, yes. I've heard about this. Okay. Do yeah. you need more light? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to set up the... Right. Uh, and then Shani I'm going to interview um, Alfred. Alfred, Alfred, can I um, ask you, uh, wh- um, what did you do earlier today, Alfred? Um, I don't think I'm going to get much out of this dog, but he's, he is the cutest thing on the planet. There he goes. Oh, he went through the garbage. My dog used to do that, and she used to also used to take my underwear out of the dirty clothes basket yeah. and then like drag yeah, it, know. drag it down the hallway. Yes, dogs are so gross. He's he's, he's loving they love uh, tampons. Okay, so yeah, each week one that one of us writes a sketch. And this week I wrote it. Okay. And yeah, uh, let's see. Um, who? Okay. What is this? <laughs> Do you want to be a uh, teacher or a student? Oh gosh, I, whatever one thing it for me. I don't. <laughs> that just sounds like a kinky scene. <laughs> it does, <laughs> right? I, 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 I can Here, you can be a student. I can be a okay, I'll be the te- I'll be the teacher. That's what I do. Part. Oh yeah. Part of what I do for uh, yeah, I tutor some kids after school. Oh, that's sweet. My mom's a teacher. I love teachers. I was like proud of teachers. I used to hang out in high school. I'd hang out with some teachers after school, not the teachers. Uh, uh, oh, it sounds here. inappropriate, but I promise you, it's fine. That's what your mom does. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just want to breathe in your face. I like definitely did not brush my teeth when I woke up from that nap. Uh, what was your day job that you had? Um, well, so my first job out of college, I was a junior talent manager. Um, so I was great. Yeah. It was like really great. I learned a lot of stuff. Um, but then once I realized comedy wasn't taking up so much of my time after five years doing that, I just got a job as a receptionist at a day spa and it was honestly the best job I've ever had. Could you do other jobs while you were there? Uh, well, I couldn't really get work done there. Um, cause it wasn't like a desk job where you can get like, where you had internet, like I had a stand and like oh. I only had access to that thing, but I was out by three o'clock and, and I could just do, I don't know if this was being recorded, yeah, but I could just is, do, yeah. I could just do whatever. Oh, um, after that's fantastic. Three. Yeah, because the key was like, I just wasn't sleeping a lot, but I would get out by three, then I could go to the gym, hit an open mic, hit a bunch of open mics, do shows, and I would nice. just like live two full days every day. Oh, that's fabulous. We're live. Alfred, are you watching the door? The wrong way again. It always happens. 
We're going to be sideways. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. Sorry if we're sideways. Well, I don't know. I taped I did it. This is Alfred. I did a fa- uh, an Instagram live that way, and no one complained. Okay. Well, but I don't know. People will tell you soon. I'm sure they'll start calling Alex, us. Alex, are we sideways? <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> Hi Alfred. Well, Alfred came around. Yeah, Alfred was just startled and couldn't see. Are your eyes better getting better? They were so red this afternoon, my poor angel. How old is he? Oh, he? he's a year and a half. He's a baby. Yeah. He's a little spring chicken. Uh, you gotta tell you Okay. Annoying. All right, sorry guys. Oh, so maybe you just rotate the camera. We might edit this a little bit. You look skinny sideways. Oh, he's letting you do it. That's so sweet. Oh my God, he loves you so much. We're best friends. I saw it when I was like, I was watching all these like Instagrams of dogs for so long when I was trying to figure out um, what dog I wanted. And I knew I wanted a little black dog. Um, but then I saw a video of Alfred okay, eating a snack. I think snack. we're the right way so now. Cute. Are we the right way now, Alex? Because <laughs> Alex is there. Alex. He hung up. Where's Donna? Donna. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we got to do a sketch, Alfred. Okay. Alex, hi. Are we the right way now? <laughs> Alex. Alexander. I think we are. Kathy, are we the right way up? <laughs> yes. Okay. Thanks for your help, everybody. Thank Thanks you. We don't know what we're doing. Well, I don't know what we're doing. Okay. We know what we're doing. Yes, we do. Hell yes, yeah. Can. Okay, sit down. All right. So. I, mommy needs her script. Okay. Here we go. Shauna uh, wrote the um, sketch this week. Sketch today, and it was controversial, and I made her change one of the words. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Corinne Fisher, everybody. Yay. Yay. From the Guys We Fucked podcast. Guys I've never seen fucked. these sides, so bear with me. Thank you. Cold the Cold Read. Cold Read. Cold read. Okay. Cold read. okay. Improv Workshop Interior Day. Which is hilarious already. <laughs> Welcome to the Tina Fey Improv Extravaganza. <laughs> Tina Fey had to cancel, so we got Patricia Smith. Yay! What? The only reason I signed up for this was because of Tina Fey. Yeah, who's Patricia Smith? Oh, yeah, Patricia. Not Pamela. <laughs> Patricia is a world-renowned board-certified wellness coach and plastic surgeon. She is going to yes and us today. <laughs> She is also offering a discount on rhinoplasty and breast implants this week. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. What the hell? Is this even improv? Has she written a movie like Tina Fey? I don't need plastic surgery. I need help becoming famous. I'm flipping out, and I want my money back. Okay, of course you're flipping out. Feel your feelings. I'm flipping out, too. I'm so <sighs> pissed at Tina. But uh, you know what? I guess her dog got run over or some whack-ass shit like that. Patricia has gone through all six levels of classes at UCB East, West, and the West Coast, and has taught her 
health wellness improv workshop for the last two years. She's great. I promise. Oh, I love health and wellness. And honestly, <laughs> Tina Fey is a donkey breath biatch. <laughs> that was a replacement that for That was cunt. a replacement for cunt. Sorry. <laughs> cunt. I want to say it too. All Whoa. Right. What? Yikes. Really? No, she's not. <clears throat> well, no. I went to her book signing at Barnes & Noble forever ago <laughs> and asked her if I could have her book for free because I was a struggling comedian like her. And she was a total bitch about it. She was trying to sell books. Of course she was a bitch about it. How awkward. Well, I'm happy about Patricia. I'm going to stay. I hope there's snacks. There's snacks. Healthy snacks. Okay, fine. I will say. I just, I came all this way from Staten Island, so I'm not ready to leave anyway. Oh, great. Um, so I will warm you up since Patricia is stuck in traffic. Well, she's not even here? Can we do trust falls? I'm changing the accent from because I'm from Santa. Can we do trust falls? Those are my favorite. Gotcha. I'm Patricia Smith. Oh, boy. Even though I call myself oh, Pamela. thank God. I was really about to lose my mind. Girl, get it together. You need to learn to go with the flow. Okay, let's start. Um, I like to call this first exercise, put on sunscreen at the beach. I love the beach. Let's do this. I have to be very careful at the beach. I burn so easily. Ooh, well, then you better apply that sunscreen. Yes, and okay, go. <laughs> Can someone help me get my, my right <laughs> thigh? I just got a tattoo there, and I can't totally reach it, but definitely it should be covered. Yes, <laughs> and you can help me apply lotion on my back. Yes, and can you loan me your beach towel since you have two and I forgot mine? Yes, and I just need you to sign this relief from the towel and this promise to return for and I also need two forms of ID. <laughs> wow. This day at the beach is going great. Let's add some rain. It's raining now at the beach. Oh, no, it's raining. That's it. I give up on life. I can't take it anymore. Just wanna. I just wanted one nice day at the beach, and now it's ruined. I'm going to lay down, open my mouth, and drown. <laughs> Yes, and I will help you out by taking all your things from the beach. I wouldn't want your de uh, death to leave a mess. We try to leave the world a better place than when we came to it, right? Bye. And see. That Thank was you. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Corinne. Of course. Thanks, Buck. <laughs> Sorry for the bad words. Not really. Bye. <laughs> I love you guys are a sketch every week. That's great. About them. Hello. I, know I mean, that we're still online. Do you want to plug anything? Yes. Um, next shows. Where yes, can I see you? Sure. Uh, I have a monthly show with Blair Saki slash Rosebud Baker slash Justin Perez at the wonderful New York Comedy Club. And then I have two podcasts Guys Be Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast, and Two Less Lonely Girls. Oh my God. That's right. Which is an unironic adult podcast for fans Justin of Justin Bieber. Bieber. Oh, she was, she so was the funny. last guest of we had. On and she yes. was telling us about it. I do that with Rose. Huge Bud. fan, huge fan and of Justin Bieber. Guys, we fuck with Christina Bud. Hutchinson. Love her. Mm hmm And you can find those anywhere. That's you know, awesome. anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, okay. what is your handle always? It's uh, at Philanthropy Gal on philanthropy all social gal. media. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. CorinneFisher.com. So Thank you. Much, we Thank love you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Ah, Gone Girls Podcast We interview the people we like And try to get to the bottom of life The Gone Girls Podcast The Gone Girls Podcast Show